Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome back to another week of Learn English with Teachify. And this week we've got another story, which we hope and I hope above all that you'll enjoy. I'm sure you will. Just sit back, relax, or maybe go for a walk. Who knows? Whatever you're doing, pay attention to what I'm saying. Try to sum it up at the end. And then we will recap and review some of the tricky words and phrases. Are you ready? Shall we get started? All right, let's go for it. <clears throat> Just clearing my throat before I start speaking for so long. Now, another day, another story. And this one is yet another personal, true story. So I promise, I'm not lying. I never lie. I always tell the truth. Um, believe it or not. As you may have noticed from the title of this podcast, Magaluf will be involved in one way or another. So, wait, Lewis and Magaluf? What on earth happened here? And what could the story be about? Well, let's get started. To set the scene properly, I want to take you back to take you back in time to Liverpool, a medium-sized city in the north of England where I went to university and lived for three years. By the way, if you haven't heard people speaking with a Liverpudlian accent, a Scouse accent, I please uh, recommend that you do this. Find some YouTube videos and check it out because it's very unusual. It's very different. Anyway, my first year of living there was a bit weird. It was tiring, but also it was my first proper experience of independence as I moved out of my parents' house and lived in student accommodation with hundreds, if not thousands, of like-minded people of the same age. All of us were 18, so party time, right? But how's that got anything to do with Magaluf? Patience. Be patient. I'm getting there. I will get there, and it will all make sense soon enough. Living with these like-minded people, um, we went out and we partied a lot. Now, I mean a lot. As a result, I didn't really attend many of my classes at uni because, well, I'd go out late, meeting people, having a good time, while, let's be honest, during the first year of university, the academic part of it wasn't a priority at all. I didn't prioritize it. Mm -mm, not at all. And all of this meant that I ended up getting a part-time job working as a club promoter, promoting different bar and club nights while getting paid commission. So I didn't get paid anything unless people were attending these events. So I tried to persuade my friends to go uh, or acquaintances, people I knew, some acquaintances, and uh, it was great fun. I managed to sell some tickets. Obviously, I didn't get rich, but it was enough to at least help me pay for all of these nights out and getting as many beers as possible. Don't think I'm an alcoholic. Maybe I was back then, but at least now I'm not at all. And uh, yeah, it was great fun, and I did it for the whole year. I did it for the whole year of university, the first year at least. And sometimes, on top of going to these events, 
I handed out flyers and different offers to my fellow students. Following that crazy year, a couple of my best friends made the decision to keep partying. They were like, let's keep going. Let's go it. Let's, let's do it. Don't stop the party. So we decided to go to Magaluf, to this um, small area of Mallorca, relatively close to Palma. And it's renowned. It's really, really well known for having plenty of drunk Brits jumping from balcony to balcony. <laughs> Don't worry that. I promise. I didn't do any balconying. I did not at all, not once, jump from one balcony to another. I'm too much of a coward for that. And I'm a very sensible guy. Come on. So let's recap a little bit before proceeding, before we continue. I went to uni in Liverpool. I didn't study a lot. I went out a lot. I worked as a club promoter part-time. And after finishing that year, I got a one-way ticket to Palma de Mallorca. We have a couple of my pals, a couple of my mates, to try to get a similar job there and, well, live the dream. To clarify, back then, at that time, it seemed like a dream, but 10 years later, nowadays, I can't think of anything worse than spending an entire summer in Magaluf. That said, I think it's interesting enough to tell you about it right now. So the first few days were spent in a cheap hotel, kind of like a hostel, while we tried to make some contacts, do a bit of networking, apply for jobs, and look for more permanent accommodation. Obviously, at the same time, we were making the most of the beautiful weather, having some good meals, and one or two drinks. Wink, wink. <laughs> Amazingly, incredibly, after just a week, all of us had got jobs. And we also had got uh, a little flat. And we felt like we'd achieved something remarkable, that we had accomplished something incredible. First, my job, I did a few different things. But there were two main things at the same time. So in the morning, I usually stayed in bed until late midday at least. In the afternoon, I went with a friend who worked trying to sell tickets to daily boat parties. So that consisted of talking to tourists in the street, the beach, or at hotels. And I helped him out in exchange for a percentage of the profits. Then in the evening and at night, I worked at, at a bar on the strip, which is like the, the main road and uh, it had loads of bars and it was a central street and the job was a mixture of helping to set up the bar before it opened putting everything away when it closed and most importantly standing outside and trying to convince groups of people to enter the bar and have some drinks i'm sure you can imagine some of these people that they always look very desperate and a little bit crazy <laughs> that was me too and um, I remember that the first day or two, I felt really embarrassed. And it, it seemed a little bit pathetic having to approach everybody and say, what's up, guys? Do you fancy a drink? Do you feel like a drink? Hey, people, 
How are you doing? How about some cocktails or free shots? Shots, shots, shots. And so on. That kind of stuff. Really embarrassing. I know. However, after a while, you get used to it. You get used to doing the same things over and over again. And you lose your sense of embarrassment. And it helps also that you have free drinks throughout the night. So you start to care less about what other people think of you. And given that this job was so repetitive, you had to try to make it as fun as possible. You had to, you know, try to have a good time, even though you were working. So consequently, I came up with a few funny ideas. And I'm going to tell you my favorite. But I warn you, it is extremely cringy. You're going to listen and be like, ugh, Lewis, horrible. So, what I did was grab an ice cube from the bar, or maybe a few ice cubes. And um, obviously it was hot, but if I did it quickly, they wouldn't melt. And I'd pretend to drop it on the floor. Or I'd just clearly throw it on the floor. And I'd do that hopefully, so that a group of tourists would see what I did. Then, after that, my line that I used was, Ah, now the ice is broken, do you fancy having some drinks? Kill me now. <laughs> I know, I know, I warned you, it's pathetic. But my friends laugh at me because I once told them this story, and they think, oh, my God, Lewis, you're so embarrassing, so cringy. Anyway, there were loads of similar stories and fun moments. I'm not going to tell you all of them, but that's one example of uh, how I became a very cringy and embarrassing person, which, if you've heard any of my jokes nowadays, you will agree with. Anyway, it was a fun experience, and the flat was quite nice. Uh, it was right next to the beach with sea views, so I had a great time with my friends while meeting so many similar people, and we'd all meet up, go for drinks, have some fun, and yeah, enjoy our summer. And I must admit, there were some strange moments, as I mentioned just a minute ago. Also, some really enjoyable experiences, like going on boat trips and celebrating Spain's victory in the Euros in 2012, in Spain, obviously. So that was definitely a highlight of mine, as I'm a huge football fan, mention it many a time. And in the end, the working holiday ended in rather a depressing way. Because after a couple of months going out a lot, working until late, sunbathing a lot, and drinking too much, I think all of this had an effect, and I got a bit sick. So I thought it was time to call it a day, and to go back home for the rest of the summer holidays. So that's what I did. I called it a day, had a couple of weeks chilling out at home to recover from all of my sinning, and that, my friends, is today's and this month's story. So. What do you think? Did you expect me to tell you anything like that? Did you know that I used to be such a giddy 
and I was the kind of person that you would see in Magaluf. Well, I hope, uh, like any fine wine, I get better with age. Please, I say, whilst crossing my fingers. <sighs> and you guys, have you ever been to Magaluf? If so, let me know. And at the same time, if you went to Magaluf, do you think you'd like it? So, now it's time for a review of the difficult words, the phrases, the expressions, and more. So, without further ado, here goes number one. The first expression I used was, what on earth? What on earth? And this is another way to say, um, what the hell? Or what the beep? And um, what on earth is a little bit um, more polite. And you can say it in any context. So it's not quite like, what the hell? Number two, weird, weird. And this is an adjective that I think you know, it means strange, unusual, but not rare. Because rare is something that is unique and it's difficult to find. And pay attention to the pronunciation. Weird, weird, it's so weird. Number three, another adjective, like-minded. I like speaking to like-minded people. People like me, or people who have things in common with me. Number four, um, a quick grammar reminder. I said I'd. I would go out until late, but I'm speaking about the past. So this is an alternative to I used to go out. I would go out. And it's for things that happened in the past, and they happened repeatedly time and time again. But now, they're not the case. Number five, I said that I ended up getting a part-time job. End up plus the gerund, I-N-G. And um, of course, part-time is the opposite of full-time. So remember in Spanish, if you think, acabé trabajando, like I ended up working part-time. Next one, number six, another phrasal verb is to hand out. To hand out is like to deliver or to share. My example was that I handed out flyers at uni. Number seven, I use a nice adjective, remarkable. And this is a good alternative to amazing, fantastic, wonderful, outstanding, incredible. Number eight, next up, consist. Again, another quick reminder. What preposition do we use with the verb consist? Well, consist of, of course. And after that, remember, with prepositions, we always use ing after it. It consisted of working part-time. And the penultimate one, number nine, let's continue with phrasal verbs. And talking about the bar, I helped to set it up before I opened and I put things away before it closed. So set up is like to organize, and put away is like to return to where they were before. Last one, just 10 today. Do you remember my line, which was to persuade people to enter the bar, related to ice cubes? <clears throat> it was embarrassing, 
and I repeated a couple of times, it was cringy. Ugh. Cringy is another way of saying embarrassing. Ugh. If you do that and you make a funny, funny uh, gesture. Ugh, cringy. <laughs> All right, that'll do. Uh, I keep speaking. This is a fairly long podcast. Um, but there we have a closer look at 10 different pieces of vocabulary or phrases or reminders. But if there was anything that wasn't clear, then please get in touch with me and uh, send me an email. It's next to the podcast, lewis at teachifyapp.com. And uh, thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.